0: hello i'm lo and this is thoughts in a nerdy teen head where i discuss random things that i find interesting if you don't mind sometimes controversial topics and sometimes calming essays and sometimes incoherent babbling i like to welcome you to my cozy little corner of the internet so i'm recording outdoors today because the topics that I'm gonna be talking about, well, some of them are a bit touchy to be recording at home, so yeah, that. Also, I'm literally standing under a tree, so there are birds. Mm -hmm. Alright, I'm gonna come straight off the bat and say this. Before I do any research on this topic at all, I wouldn't be who I am if it were not for the books I was obsessed with throughout my childhood and now seeping into adulthood. And when I say that, it's possible that I'd still be the same person with the same values, but but I wouldn't be confident enough in my values. So I'd like to give a few examples of this. So, yay, story time! I was brought up in a very conservative family, and as a kid, internet was rationed for me, and the only things I was actually allowed to do, even when I was online, was either studying, or reading, or downloading books. I got into classics at a very young age, when I was around 10 or 11, before which I almost exclusively read Enid Blyton and for like two years Dickens was like my entire world. When I got into middle school I was honestly seen as a massive nerd and I was fine with it really. I was surrounded by other cooler nerds and it kinda put me off sometimes but I still just liked being with myself and reading in the school playground during breaks. It was a great school and the kids kinda respected and vibed with my nerdiness. I didn't really have any super close friends for like a whole year, but that was fine. I was happy in my little bubble. And then when I did make friends, they were massive nerds like me too. And, and this is when I actually started reading more contemporary teen and young adult stuff. Maybe when I was around 12 or 13, I started reading The Hunger Games, The Maze Runner, Twilight, and similar stuff. I also started reading Rick Riordan, and I'm not even kidding when I say his books may have been what made me not homophobic. Now, this sounds terrible, but the Bible is homophobic, and I thought the Bible was some kind of authority back then, so I was quietly homophobic too. Like, it wasn't against people doing what they wanted in life, but I wouldn't actively support it. And my queer, non-binary ass was just like, whatever, when I was attracted to girls and guys and hated how it was perceived in society. I narrowed it down to me just being an introverted and socially anxious person, which I kind of was back then, and didn't really pay much attention to things like my sexuality. So, Most of what I read and watched were overwhelmingly straight anyway, because we live in a heteronormative society, but queer bits in Rick Riordan's books didn't really put me off like it should have. In fact, I kind of resonated with and liked those bits. And then a lot of time passed, and I read a whole bunch of secular books. I read science books like The Theory of Everything, I have to say The Theory of Everything is an amazing book to read because it got me questioning religion as a whole. I never really paid much attention to religion before and I just accepted it because I had to, but me reading that book was a huge eye-opener. And the reason I liked it so much is because it was pure science. Like, Not even once did Hawkins say anything attacking religion, but you still finished the book an absolute wonder for the universe and everything in it. And thinking that all this was by design diminishes the value of everything beautiful that I see in life. So this was when I was around 14 or 15 I think and realized that I had a lot on my plate and religion wasn't something I was going to stress about for a while. I later did stress about it however but that is a different story for a different time. The only relevant thing is that this book started it off and I am so much the happier for it. I never understood parents who wanted to limit what their child read because the more broadly you read the more likely you are to come to a reasonable conclusion about major things in life. My parents were one of those people. but. I think the fact that they themselves weren't huge readers helped me get away with reading pretty much anything, and I think all this reading is what gave me the confidence to be myself in the end. Books gave me the validation I needed and deserved. Don't get me wrong, my parents are good people who tried to do what they thought was best, but they weren't much in the way of emotional support. Eventually I moved schools and everything sucked and I kind of stopped reading so intensely for around two years. But I still watch shows in YouTube which I also think is a huge part of what shaped me. Now I'm done with school and after the pandemic I decided to pick up reading again. And I honestly have never felt this good. Like I remember why I needed books when I was at home as a kid. I needed to escape from the reality of a homophobic religious family because I wanted to be a better person than them. Also reading is fun. I don't know why anyone would choose not to do it. No judgement though, because timing is a huge thing when it comes to reading and I understand that people may have very busy schedules but hey, if you're ever free on a weekend pick up one of those books you've been meaning to read forever and just do it. You never know what you might find. Now let's move on to the next section of the podcast. What exactly does science tell us about this? A quick search on the internet just told me that there is so much content on this. So here we go. So some of the benefits of reading are obvious. A study done on 1,890 pairs of twins between the ages of 7 and 16 showed that kids with better reading ability also showed higher verbal and nonverbal ability. So apparently, reading might give people practice in abstract thinking while they imagine a plot and, you know, put themselves in character shoes and stuff. Another survey found that readers reported being less stressed than non-readers. The same survey also found that they were more likely to be aware of social issues and had higher levels of self-esteem and coped better with challenges. A neurological study found something else very interesting about reading. The more you read, both early on and later in life, the less you were to have age-related memory issues. 294 people were tested for approximately the last six years of their life. After their deaths, their brains were autopsied for evidence of dementia like lesions, plaques, and tangles. Interestingly, the rate of decline was reduced by 32%, so memory loss was way slower than people who were mentally active in their later years. And the people who reported infrequent mental activity so they did not read as much, declined 48% faster than average. Many scientists also agree that reading can literally change how your brain works because it can make you see from all these perspectives you never knew existed and actually create new neurological pathways in your brain, which is just so freaking cool. So links to all the studies and articles are in the description. If you like the podcast, don't forget to like, subscribe, follow, rate, or any combination of the above, depending on where you're listening from. And if you know any friends who you think will enjoy it, don't forget to share. Bye!